Hello everybody, welcome back to uh, what we're going to call the Cicada Boy edition because I don't know if Rick's starting to see the flying flying jerks, but they are here, <laughs> they are proud, they are screaming. I've got double delight here. We also have cottonwood trees uh, doing their thing uh, mm. up in the 614 right now. And like literally my driveway, it looks like snow but the cottonwood trees are sneezing all over my driveway. And it's weird because I must have a bunch of them right there because mm -hmm. over here at the gig, it doesn't have it, but at the crib I do. So it's, it's really annoying, but yes, we've got those bugs coming back and um, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. This is just a, a short timer, but I'm so busy. I can't get out and enjoy it anyways, or enjoy yeah, it. They last like four to six weeks, something like that. So by 4th of July, they should be all gone. Hopefully. Maybe, <laughs> unless, I don't know, 2021 throws another wrench into whatever. No, nothing surprises me anymore, yes yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, well, in theory, historically speaking, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, diving into the news, Rick, there was pretty, I mean, there's a couple big things to talk about, but the primary one was that Microsoft, and this shocked me a little bit, but they committed to keeping all EU client data inside the EU. They had already allowed storage so all your data was stored, but now, well, starting next year, I believe, they're going to allow all processing. So your data, your ones and zeros will never go outside the great EU boundaries. You know, at first glance, that's like, um, you know, that just sounds like a compliance move. Mm -hmm. I actually dissect that as a more independent processing move, meaning oh. they're, you know, think about some catastrophic failure, that scenario, I'm not saying it's happened or mm -hmm. could happen, but a scenario where some like master controller in Redmond or in US West goes offline and prohibits anything in EMEA or any, anywhere else around the world from doing what they want to do. So it's, it's just another layer of autonomy with, you know, the technology inspired from, from Microsoft for, you know, all of the different services. And I'll be honest with you, it's probably a good deal because I was mm -hmm. caught in the middle of something. Oh, you can see it, the the fancy shoes back there, right? Yep. Like, you know, it's really weird across all the different locales in the world. Mm -hmm. Like we're giving away a pair of these shoes or actually three pair of these shoes or something like that. But like, it's very specific on what countries can and cannot win. And it's like, it, Everything from giveaways to the the GDPR of it, the you know uh, the randomness and the tax implement in, implications, mm -hmm. all these details. I'm not good at details, but I know that when you don't mix EU and non EU, that's probably a good thing. But it yeah. also paves the way for a completely autonomous technology deployment. So I see two sides to it, and I think that's actually just. It's a maturation move, honestly. Yeah, I fully agree. Uh, well, not everybody will need it or want it, but if that option is desirable, uh, makes your life a little bit easier, especially from a legal compliance perspective, Microsoft will soon offer that through uh, the Azures, if you will. Um, That's right. New, new logo and all. Yeah, new logo. I forgot about that. They have the new, it kind of looks like an A. It, um, it's a... Good thing I didn't go get it tattooed as it was, you know. <laughs> Still time. <laughs> still time i guess if you really want to want to go all in on that uh um, no. what are the other actually totally glossed over this because it's burned into my brain a little bit of infrastructure news on the site uh petri is now a hundred percent cloud powered uh we made a migration last week yeah and um we are now actually we're not running on azure though rick we are running on the aws you know, um, I think as long as you're running on a cloud that starts with an A, that's okay. All well, right. 
So here's here's no joke. What are the biggest reasons why? Um, on Petri, some of our biggest traffic days are actually when Azure goes down. And so we cover that from a, a, a news perspective. And so when there's a hiccup in the Microsoft 365 world or whatever, I can't have my site go offline. So we have to use it on AWS because the likelihood of AWS and Azure going down is at the, you know, a, a pretty slim chance unless there's some catastrophic event that happens in the world, at which point it doesn't really matter anyways. But um, that's how we ended up over there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think, yeah, you're right. Your busiest news days. You, but my advice would be host it in a region that is not like in Amazon. I hope I hope, Brad, you please tell me you did not put it in U.S. East one. No, it's not. Thank goodness, because that's the one that always has the problems, right? Because it's like first in line. It's the most deployed. Mm -hmm. U.S. East 2, by the way, is here in central Ohio. And around our Circle Highway 270, you can see the one side of it. And then enough miles away on uh, the woods is the yep. other. And um, they're building another site to it. So it's actually interesting to watch it grow and scale, right? Because you don't mm -hmm. really – most people don't actually see – these facilities, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't go in there, but I've got no. backup data in there. But that being said, um, you know, if I was going to build Corey Quinn, um, the mm -hmm. notorious AWS heckler, maybe yep. is the best way to title him. Yeah. He, he, you know, critiques different regions and stuff. But one thing that's pretty um, clear advice is don't put your critical stuff in the ones that have the most issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Yeah, US East 2 is a good one. But um, now that being said, I, I think it's okay. But I think, um, you know, if you would have picked like uh, maybe the Azure Canada, or that's mm. a different set of problems, or maybe the North Central, you probably would have been okay. To, yeah. But it really depends on what you need, right? If you're using, you know, the CDN and you're using the, you know, uh, different app services and stuff, you know, uh, I talk to customers all the time that are really working to not use both clouds because multi-cloud is kind of a bad idea-ish, you know, but um, yeah, no, okay. Why why would you say it's kind of, I would love to. Well, well the reason why is there's inconsistencies, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why they get into that is because XYZ developer has a skill in mm -hmm. this on AWS and ABC developer has a skill on that in Azure mm -hmm. and they just do their own things. And, you know, the best way to, um, this sounds really janky, but it makes sense to traditional IT people. It's like it's your Linux people and your Windows people. Um, forget yeah. operating systems, but they were different disciplines, right? How a Linux server was deployed was different than how a Windows server was deployed on-prem. And some of the cloud things are like that. In fact, I spoke to one healthcare org. They said, quote, our shadow IT group functions in AWS, but our production IT functions in Azure. That's literally what they said. And I was like, Okay, it's like that. But, um, you know, then what you also find is you don't have cons consistent spend analytics, you don't have consistent security policies, and you don't have consistent networking setups. Those are the areas that are going to bite you. I think the actual service delivery is going to be fine. But when you think about, you know, networking security cost management, those are the areas that are going to be potentially inefficient with multi-cloud. Mm. Just saying. Interesting. Well, I'm going to dive right into the question of the week because you, you started to hit on it. Um, we had a reader question come in and says, does Rick have any opinions on using CDNs or content delivery networks in which to use or when to swap one out for another? Because I believe Azure offers a couple. They, they have their own. There's Verizon. Um, there's a couple other that I believe you can choose from. 
So, you know, I saw this question ahead of time, and then I did potentially drop it here in a set a bit earlier. But honestly, I don't have a recommendation. I do recommend that you use one. But really beyond that, I don't. Now, I, I can tell you kind of our experience at Veeam. Much like Brad's biggest days are outage news days, what would you think Brad is Veeam's biggest day? It's a release day. Everyone's oh, yeah. Want, yep, yep, yep. Everyone's wanting to hit this four gig ISO. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I don't, I'm not good with numbers, but I believe since February, like we've had this thing downloaded like 400,000 times or wow. something like that. But like on day zero or the sure. release date, it's a busy day. And like even AWS CloudFront can't keep up, mm-hmm. right? So, and the worst part is we know it's coming, you know, but it's like, um, it's just, it, we just can't, you know, maybe we could scale it more. I don't know. But we've done a lot of things to try to trickle it out, right? In fact, even with like the V11 release, the cumulative patch, we haven't yet set the automated message for the, because um, basically our installations mm-hmm. will pull to this like special file on our website that says, hey, an update's available. Sure. We haven't like hit that flag yet. Yeah. You know, we don't push it down, but we allow the installation is to pull up. But anyways, that being said, um, you know, we, we may be still looking at another big rush of these. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about the size of the file, right, that also becomes a thing, right? News files. I mean, I, I don't know, you don't, you might know, but like a news site page is, should be in the kilobytes. Yeah. Kilobytes, Next. potentially megs, if there's a lot of, uh, uncompressed imagery or something like that, but yeah, it's small. Yeah, but then, you know, when we talk about 100,000 hits for a mm-hmm. four to six gig ISO, and then on top of that, they might do it simultaneously from multiple sites, right. you know, for distributed deployments. And so, you know, yeah, we have those problems too, but I don't have a recommendation other than, yes, use CloudFront or Azure CDN. And um, that's a hard thing to scale and play with. I'll be honest with you. You don't, you almost have to do it to know it, um, mm-hmm. but I don't really have experience in that. But those are just two... And and I I intentionally brought that up because your example is very different than my example at Veeam.com. And, you know, maybe if you talk to, for the reader, talk to individuals who have administered websites and stuff like that, that might give you some of that perspective. And then look into like little janky tricks in the middle. Like maybe if you know there's going to be a spike, you know, promote the take, if it's backed by like Azure storage, promote it to hot for a week, mm-hmm. you know, and then demote it back to cool. Those are little tricks you can do uh, dynamically that will, you know, give you a performance bump when you need it type of thing. Yeah. It's uh, when you're talking about bursting and all that, it's, that's the the challenge that we have when we were looking at scaling out and bringing our service to the cloud. Like we knew what we had on prem, um, but our, content industry is very cyclical right we know that between roughly 8 a.m eastern time and about 1 to 2 p.m um somewhere between there like we're gonna have probably the peak traffic for the day unless something (laughs) something happens and then all of a sudden at 6 p.m you know we've blew through what we standardly do all day in 15 minutes and so one one news matter one article yep and then, you know, the ops part of it is gone. Yeah. Right? You know, that I, maybe there's an opportunity to automate some of this stuff, right? But, uh, you know, that's a whole other generation of technology I'm not ready to tackle yet. Yeah. 
it's uh, it, there's a lot of complexity involved with it, and that's where you you run into people who are like, well, what is a network engineer doing? Like that, like that is yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's they are looking at a pipe and trying to figure out how big to make it and how small to make it, when, where, and, and what's the most efficient way to do it. That's that's a very well, simple way to do it. But but the other kind of X factor here, Brad, is this is the cloud, mm -hmm. right? So you can light it up. But what's going to happen? You're going to have the bill yeah. go up too, right? Yeah. So that's like this, this like this discipline that isn't quite, you know, you know, finagled yet. You're if you're the network person or the cloud admin or whatever disciplines would be involved, you're kind of balancing this. It it actually it sounds crazy, but it almost feels like being an electrician. Yeah. Eh, you'll need, you know, I think you'll fifteen amp, twenty amp. Like what do you? Yeah, what you do you go with thirty amp? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to bring that in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I got a, another story for another day yeah. in a new concrete floor for some pharmaceutical when they didn't believe me on my power recommendations, but that's okay. <laughs> so uh, a couple other big things on the agenda. Uh, this podcast will be starting the days after. Uh, we have Vimon, which Rick has been lovely helping me out, putting some content over on Petri. And that is, you guys, I believe, have it staggered if you're in the U.S. or abroad. Is that correct? Yeah, so it'll be consumable as a broadcast um, in a suitable time for the EMEA and Americas regions. Okay. With an asterisk that if you're in France, Germany, Italy, Spain, um, a couple other specific language markets, mm -hmm. there will be one like a local-ish in local language only gotcha. at a okay, different nice. time. Okay. Because I'm like, why do we have 100 people from Germany? It's our second largest country market. But that's why. They have mm -hmm. a separate event just for – actually, that one will go for Austria, Germany, and Swiss. But anyways. Um, but most of the rest of the world will be doing their own and aligning to that. And then a second, quote-unquote, broadcast of what happened the first time for the APJ region. So Australia to Korea and Asia, all that. New Zealand, and I missed a few countries in between. Um, and it's two days, so mm – -hmm. You know, uh, and then afterwards, you know, depending on when this podcast goes out, uh, you can consume it on demand, right? So that's also gotcha. really good. And you know, I did drop a post over at the Petri site. You did uh, both myself and Kirsten. I got some good news, by the way. Um, one on my post, I kind of navigated. If you're interested in the disciplines mm -hmm. of Azure Office 365, I kind of scoped it just for you because. You know, with something like Veeam, you could fall into VMware, you could fall into like storage yep. arrays, you could fall into Azure, or I'm sorry, AWS and Google, and that might not be of interest, right? So I tried to scope it a little bit. I thought that's actually an interesting way to kind of promote an event, and I kind of like that format. And then uh, Kirsten on my team, she dropped a blog post mm -hmm. as well, kind of introing the whole event. And one of the things she mentioned was about uh, a goodwill effort that we're yep. doing to donate to Girls Who Code. And Brad, I'll be happy to tell you, we exceeded our goal. Fantastic. And we will be donating $100,000 to Girls Who Code. So that, yeah. that, that is a good news. That is Yeah, it is good news. Very made, good our, news. made our Friday. It was this morning at 6.28 a.m. So it was good stuff that we hit that number. That's a great way to start a Friday. Yeah, and I, I can't wait till it's over, though. That's, it's I so, so, I mean, a virtual event is a little bit easier, but not that much. And, like, they gave us these, like, fancy, fancy shoes that you, I'm not a mirror image. There you go. Those shoes. And they even mm -hmm. say Rickathon on them, right? We're giving away a few pair, but uh, I, I can't wear them. They're too fancy. <laughs> Leather shoelaces. Oh. Steel tip on the on the shoelace. I mean, I've never seen a fancy shoe like this. I'm a simple guy, man. Yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, boat shoes kind of guy. 
It's like I got boat shoes that come in new. Those become like yeah. the, the daily wears. The daily wears transition into grass cutting shoes. And then there's always like the uh, the old, old, old shoes for when you know yeah. you're going to be doing something that's going to destroy yes. them. You can't even go into the hardware store with those things. <laughs> exactly. Something. It's like you're going to top coat your driveway. You're going to black yeah. top it. Like yeah. these are the shoes. And, yeah, it's uh, like a, it's like a tiered storage management of your shoes. TSM, tiered shoe management. Is, Exactly. That is, ex that is one way to describe them. That is, uh, I would never have thought of that, but that is absolutely true. Hey, technology mirrors life in more ways than you think, Brochito. Yeah. Uh, the other event that people should be aware of that will be covered extensively on Petri as well is Build uh, will be happening uh, next week as well, and there'll be a bunch of Azure related announcements coming out of that event too. Yeah, it's funny. I just started my planning for Inspire, the partner focused event too. It's oh, like yeah, there's this. Rolling cycle of Microsoft events. That's not summer. in person, though. It's going to be. It, that'll be uh, virtual in July, but yeah. we're starting our planning for it. But gotcha. yeah. I used to be allowed to go to those. Then Microsoft said we aren't allowed to go to them anymore. I can understand why. Oh, I totally understand why. The reason why it was my favorite event is you had all these <laughs> partners we're... getting inside information. And like they, they're like, okay, here's all these people we just told stuff that we don't want publicly released. Let's put them next to journalists yeah, bring some and alcohol. In. Oh, yeah. Truth serum. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's why they stopped allowing us to go to that stuff, which is unfortunate. So, anyways. What else you got, Rick? Everything going well on your end? The sun is out. The cicadas are crawling. The weather's warm. Nothing else uh, big mi major to report. Going to get on the bicycle this this week, this today, actually. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I got this VMON situation going on. And, you know, just a lot going on. It's and and believe it or not, a lot of in-person events. No joke, Brad. This week we're recording uh, the week of the something here, but um, I came in Monday. Yeah. And no joke, four events confirmed as a go. Nice. In the next six weeks, uh, and they're all the ones that are like focused on Office 365 and SharePoint services and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And what we found is that, you know, Microsoft events do a really good job, like especially there's this large network of independent Microsoft events. You know, some of them go by 1105, but then some of them are even just legit independent events, yeah. city market situations. And they all, a lot of those confirmed as a go. So like we're scrambling, like, you know, cause it's great. We're getting to book trips and, you know, uh, it'll be different, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure. But uh, the Veeam team and I are, uh, I won't be going to all of them, but uh, Corinne on my team who focuses, she has a specialization on M365. She'll be going and Kirsten as well. Gotcha. And then I'll join at the, I think I'm going to the Dallas one in okay. August or September, but like it's a, they it's all coming just like back. Old, it's, it's starting. I'm telling you, man, it's, and this will be a lot more domestic, right? I'm not going to mm -hmm. be flying to like, you know, I don't know, you know, Nairobi or something just yet. But yeah. uh, you know, I think, this is going to resume a lot for at least from the communities I'm entrenched in with my role here at Beam. It's going to be very domestic for now, but I'm telling you, man, it's 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 going to it's the best way to explain it is it got weird when everything started closing in March of last mm -hmm. year, awkward and uncoordinated. It's actually starting the same way. It's kind of like yeah. very point to point coming back and inconsistent. So it's basically a mirror image of how we got into this. If, if that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Which makes sense, especially because people, a lot of people are trying to find out when's 
I don't like to use the Gartner term, but when's that magic quadrant of time when you can have enough, you know, runway to plan an event then to get it because then you got to get people there, which although honestly might be pretty easy now because I think everyone's like, hey, you want to go to an event? It's like, yes. A lot <laughs> uh, of pent up demand. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we will be looking out uh, on your road travels here. We haven't done a road podcast in a long time from any Catch of the coasts. Catch me if you can, but it's going to come up. It it's is. We're getting close to that. I don't even want to call it season. I'm just going to call it normalcy or whatever you want to call it. So very much appreciate your time, Rick. We'll drop some links down below to Vmon, to some of Rick's posts uh, about all this content and build as well. To everybody else, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch all of you right back here next time.